weekend. I hope uh, hope everybody's enjoying herself uh, here lately. Uh, hello, Sister Linda. How you doing? Good, good, good. Glad to hear. Doug, you doing all right, brother? There's there's a number of us that was up at Elizabethan yesterday and checking out the scenery and appreciating the beauty of the covered bridge. And I was telling Randy, I bet there was enough guns there that you could have defended all of Tennessee. <laughs> I, I had a, a 45 in this pocket, a 357 in this pocket, and a 22 in that pocket. Linda said, you expecting trouble? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hurt nobody, but Doug was up there with the memorials and things of that nature, just like I was telling Randy. You can talk all you want to, walk up and down, holler what you want to, but those are America's properties and you do not touch those. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right, but they were as meek as little lambs yesterday. Smartest thing you ever did. Because I, I was standing there with Vietnam vets and a, and a, a dog tag brigade and the rolling thunder and every one of them looked like a dog that hadn't had a piece of meat in a long time. <laughs> Call to worship this morning is taken from Proverbs 14, verse 34. Righteousness exalted the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. May God bless that reading, hearing of it to our hearts, our prayer request this morning, Larry Knight and Dinah, Wendy Lee for Wendy Lee, Duke appointment tomorrow and Tuesday. Uh, Morris and Carolyn Wyatt, Angie for Nancy, Betty Whaley and family, Jack Mathis and family, Tom Kellum and family, and Bob Rambo. Fran, Nora, and Johnny, Tony Peters, uh, update on Tony Peters, he checked into the VA, they had to remove his toe, and he's in an, he'd been depressed. He's been depressed and uh, having to take shots uh, and all that sort of thing, and so lift Tony up in your prayers, you Lord, please. Uh, pray for Murph, Ron Thelma, Ted and Viv Ruiz, uh, for all my family, God is good. Jane Kitchens, all the sick and unsafe for our country uh, and health issue. Uh, I need to see all our elders and deacons immediately following the service because we will be having anointing. So deacons and elders, don't forget that. Jerry and Joanne for James Keller and the family of Beulah Whitson, Ginger Hood, Michael Vaughn, very poor condition from COVID-19, goodness, and pray for our country. Karen O'Brien and all the Nams family and vets. Donna Taylor, my sister Chrissy Rose, cancer, doctor appointment tomorrow. Pray over our country and pray for our president and all unspoken. Linda wrote a list here, maybe many of the same here. Thelma Thompson, Kim Penix, Tony Peters, Murph, Russell DeGroote family, says here, anniversary, Troy and Ginger. Is that right, Ms. Young? How many years? 
45 years. Good. Yes. Jenny, you got to be a strong woman to put up with him for 45 years. He says he's been a strong man. Has he been strong? Oh, good. Any other anniversaries? No? Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, God bless you. Happy anniversary to you. Any birthdays? Do we have any birthdays? Oh, right, there's one. Where? Right here's one. Any other birthday? Over here pointing all over the place, birthdays. Okay. Get to get your me, 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 me ready. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Remember, remember that those commercials used to come on KTEL where they sell those records? It's, it always say, get all these names and many more. And, but I never saw a song by many more. <laughs> That's a corny one. Jackie and Rhonda Tyman, Morris and Carolyn, Johnny and Nora, Ralph Coley and Linda Demas, uh, Pete T. Glover, Darren Scherfe, Hoover and Lisa's family, Wendy Lee, Chuck Richardson. Uh, huh? Reggie Lett, yes. Uh, this past Saturday, week ago yesterday, I got bit by a brown recluse. And uh, let me tell you something, it's not just a bite. I thought I was gonna die because I was sick. And the uh, doctor, they gave me injections and they got me on these horse pills like you wouldn't believe, and they make me half nauseous. So if you see me give it at this, Richard, you come and finish the sermon, all right? But uh, I think I got the last round to take tomorrow. But let me tell you, that will make you sick. It's not just a bite. My hand swelled up and it was as hot as it, as it could be. And uh, I noticed though after that I could shoot webs. <laughs> I could stick to a wall like a fly. Had some benefits there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your holy presence. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the freedom to be here today. We thank you for the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the greatest gift of all, your only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You are our Savior, our Redeemer, our Lord, our Christ, our God. And Father, we know that nothing is outside of the realm of your control. We pray that today your word would go forth and accomplish all that you sent it forth to do. And we pray, Father God, that indeed we would take time to appreciate the high cost of our freedom spiritually and the high cost of our freedom nationally. We pray that your word would go forth and accomplish all that you send it forth to do. Please lead us, guide us, and direct us. For it's in Jesus' precious name we ask and pray these things. And all of God's children said, Amen, amen and Amen. Linda, do you know of any announcements, young lady? We're uh, 
Matt's, Matt will have his online class tonight at 6 o'clock. And what time do you do your podcast? Is it a podcast you my, do every morning? My devotions every devotions morning. Devotions 7.15. 7.15. He does his devotions every morning. And all you have to do is go to flbconline.com to, to be able to watch it. That or Facebook. Or Facebook. All right. Sounds good. Any other? I feel like there's something else I'm supposed to. Yes, Doug. Board, okay, Motorcycle Ministry Board Meeting Tuesday, 6.30 in the Fellowship Hall, right? right. Sounds like a dinner. Uh, anything else? Anybody know of any other announcements? Pretty this past weekend, as you probably recall, uh, has been traditionally our annual car and bike show. But as you know, Linda, could you have to bring me a glass, a glass of water, a water bottle to order something? I'd appreciate it. Uh, but because of the virus thing and everybody else, why well, we, we we called it off. But Matt, uh, did you decide on a day in September? Uh, I think it was uh, Labor Day weekend, September fifth. Labor Labor Day weekend, September fifth. We are shooting for that, but we want to have it here at the church. You know, people can park in the field down there to have our car and bike show and garage sale or yard sale, whatever you want to call it. Have it here at the church. So uh, we won't uh, miss out totally this year, but that, that's our plan. I think even if, uh, you know, God forbid, I hope this virus thing is gone, but just like here, you know, if you want to wear a mask, which I think you should, if not, not anything else for your, on behalf of other people. And uh, just like on Prairie we had one person there with it. And I know we had another lady at one time that was being tested for it. I don't know what the outcome was on that, so. It's not like we're totally immune here in East Tennessee, but uh, it's like that everywhere you go in Florida. Man, Florida's, they say, has blowed up and people are having to, may even lose their jobs that's been to Florida because they're requiring two weeks quarantine if you've just been visiting in Florida and a lot of these places that, that you work. So it's been pretty serious, but I say we, we just plan on that anyway, September 11th. Thank you, daughter-in-law. I don't care what Matt says, I like it. But, uh, all right, that's, do you know if we got music? We had a laptop that went down, and uh, it, uh, it died on us, didn't it? Yeah. We have Jason and Tony. Huh? Jason and Tony. And Jason and Tony Linda want to do, do yeah, a song? I think they all could. I think they all could. Where you ready? Right there's Tony, right there's Jason. You can, you can do uh, turkey in the straw in the I appreciate it. Oh, we all would appreciate it.
Africans, Southern Africans, he's not talking about Arab, Northern Arab Africans, but black Southern Africans are doing everything they can to get here. If they believe that there is systemic discrimination, they'd either be stupid or crazy to want to come here if indeed that's the case, but they have still true doing all they can to come here to the United States. And the ones that have come, there have been about 800 of them, have been the most successful immigrants in work and, and, and labor and be a success in what they do. Uh, no such thing. This is a lie that the liberal left is trying to propagate to try to divide this nation. And the whole base, that's like I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, that Black Lives Matter, that was yesterday, or in, in that being what Rogersville, the 11th, uh, and that, that has nothing to do with black race. It's Marxism. It's pure Marxism. It's not liberals, because liberals are just naive and don't know much. This is far left. This is pure Marxism. When you're, tearing, you know, if you call Black Lives Matter, then you go out here and tear down not only Confederate statues, which you need to keep your hand off of, but also Abraham Lincoln, uh, also uh, statues that commemorate uh, uh, black military that served in the Civil War. When you're tearing down anything that has to do with American history, they want to destroy the United States. It has nothing to do with race. Don't let the liberal news media on the left try to confuse you and think that it is. It's not. And I tell you what, it just, uh, it absolutely amazes me that our president is able to do what he does with the kind of tax he gets. Were you up there yesterday, Rob? Is this your girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> my, my dog. Your dog. Oh, okay. When you said decided to go chase skunks. Okay. Have yeah, your Bibles with you, Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 18. <clears throat> and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so very much for the talent that was exhibited here this morning. Thank you for giving him the, these gifts to share with us. Thank you for the freedom to assemble here in your house with brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you that we can share the word of God. Let your word indeed go forth and accomplish all you send it forth to do, and let your will be made manifest in this sanctuary. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, Amen and Amen. You know, they're now wanting to tear down Mount Rushmore. I've been to Mount Rushmore, Lynn and I have. Rode motorcycles out there in South Dakota. It's an amazing feat of engineering. Absolutely amazing. Uh, it, it's humbling to see that. It, it boggles the mind to think how somebody could do that thing. He's got, got the, uh, these, the, the presidents up there, George Washington, Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln. It's absolutely amazing. And you got some uh, fellow who's supposedly representing uh, Sioux, Lagoda Sioux from what I understand, who says that the white man came and stole this land from us and then had the nerve to put white faces up there on the mountain. You know, I get so tired of hearing that idiocy because let me explain something to you even around here. 
You know, have you ever heard of a, a place in New York called Manhattan Island? Nobody took that land. They went to the chief and the people to say, what would you take for it? Now, I can't help it. Uh, Jason, let's say, for example, you got a brand new 2020 Corvette, but you don't know what it's worth. And I come up and I say, I'll give you $500 for it. And you go, okay. Now, whose fault is it that I bought that for $500 and you didn't know what you had and didn't care what you had? It'd be on you, wouldn't it? I'd be smart. You wouldn't. It came to the Indians and said, we want to buy this. And they bought it for a bunch of beads and all that. And they were tickled. They got it for that. So it wasn't taken from them. A deal was made. Now let me tell you about this. There's what's called the Transylvania Purchase. Which is all of Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. Do you notice what I said? Purchase. It was purchased from the Indians. Right here in our own backyard. I'm, I'm leaving to some here. Right here in our own backyard. The British conspired with the Cherokee and it gave them incentive to attack the white man because the land south of Long Island over here in Kingsport, above it was supposedly under British rule. And they said anybody south of that, or we're talking over here in Kingsport, anybody south of that needs to clear out, needs to leave. Well, I reckon you all know how people in this area react when somebody tells them, you got to go. You didn't. You should have been living with them yesterday. <laughs> no, <laughs> it just ain't gonna happen. And so the British said, "You got to go." The British paid the Indians for that land. There was a group of people in this area called the Watogans who went to the Cherokee and said, "We want to buy this land from you." They agreed to it. Nobody took it. They bought it. And then the Cherokee chief by the name of Dragon Canoe, later known as Arthritic Back. <laughs> chief humped over. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> His name was Chief Dragon Canoe. I'm serious. Look this up. Even though they took the money of the settlers, the British said they're illegal and we don't recognize that purchase. Kill them. Go out here on the other end of Johnson City, a place called Sinking Creek Baptist Church. And there were men and women killed in that church by the Cherokee. And they were put up to do it by the British. All of a sudden, a man by the name of Patrick Ferguson was put in charge of colonial gov government and military uh, more, further towards the east from here. And he was told to make sure this area was cleared out by the settlers that have fought Indians, that have fought harsh weather conditions, built their homes and their families, and, and have gone through all these certain things, all these terrible things to establish a niche here in this part of the country. And he was, Ferguson was told to come in here and wipe us out. So he sent word over saying, 
Clear out all those Watauguns. Clear out all those there in what was called then Washington County or Washington, North Carolina. This used to be called North Carolina before it became state of Franklin and Tennessee. They go wipe them out. And he sent a loyalist. See, the loyalists were people in this area who still supported the British. And the ones that were called Whigs were people who said, we don't want the British here. We done seen what they've done. They, they put the Indians up to attack us and kill us, even though we bought the land. And so what happened, they sent one of the uh, loyalists to come over here, and here's what he told John Sevier. The British, particularly Ferguson, said, if you people don't clear out of here, we're coming over there, and we're going to kill you, and we're going to burn everything down that you have built. How do you think that went over with people around here? Like a lead balloon. So... These men from North Carolina area, Southwest Virginia, Northeast Tennessee, decided, uh, no, we're gonna come kick your butt. We're going, we're going to push you all the way back to jolly old England. They met over here in Sycamore Shoals. And uh, there was a minister by the name of Samuel Doak, D-O-A-K. Brilliant man. He had graduated from Princeton. He had uh, been, he'd been pre uh, president and professor of different colleges and such. But he was also in this area establishing a Presbyterian church. And so all these men come to be known as over mountain men met right over here at Sycamore Show. And the night before they were supposed to leave, Samuel Dope got up. And here's some of the things he said. I want you to listen to this now with the history I've told you so that you'll understand what he's talking about. This is actually in 17, September of 1780. My countrymen, you are about to set out on an expedition which is full of hardships and dangers, but one in which the Almighty will attend you. The mother country has her hand upon you, these American colonies, and takes that for which our fathers planted their homes in the wilderness, our liberty. Taxation without representation and quartering of soldiers in the homes of our people without their consent are evidence that the crown of England would take from its American subjects the last vestige of freedom. Your brethren across the mountains are crying like Macedonia unto your help. God forbid that you should refuse to hear and answer their call. But the call of your brethren is not all. The enemy is marching hither to destroy your home. Brave men, you are not unacquainted with battle. Your hands have already been taught to war, your fingers to fight. You have wrested these beautiful valleys of the host and the Watauga from the savage hand. Will you tarry now until the, end, uh, until the other enemy carries fire and sword to your very doors? No, it shall not be. Go forth then in the strength of your manhood to the aid of your brethren, the defense of your liberty and the protection of your homes, and may the God of justice be with you and give you victory. Let us pray, almighty and gracious God. Thou hast been the refuge and strength of thy people in all ages. In time of sorest need, we have learned to come to thee, our rock and our fortress. Thou knowest the dangers and snares that surround us on march and in battle. Thou knowest the dangers that constantly threaten the humble, but well-beloved homes which thy servants have left behind them. 
Oh, in thine infinite mercy, save us from the cruel hand of the savage and of the tyrant. Save the unprotected homes while our fathers and husbands and sons are far away fighting for freedom and helping the oppressed. Thou who promised to protect the sparrow in his flight, keep, care, keep ceaselessly watch by day and night over our loved ones. The helpless women and little children we commit to thy care. Thou would not leave them or forsake them in times of loneliness and anxiety and terror. O God of the battle, arise thy might, avenge the slaughter of thy people, confound those who plot for our destruction, crown this mighty effort with victory, and smite those who exalt themselves against liberty and justice and truth. Help us, good soldiers, to wield the sword of the Lord and Gideon. Amen. Wow. Stirred these men up, and they uh, were ready to go the next morning. It said that they went over here to Bumpus Cove, and uh, mined lead to make the bullets. They went over to Powder Branch. There's a woman on the, 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 uh, the property over there helped them make the gunpowder. The women and, and young children helped make the clothes and put together food for them for this march. They left right over here at Sycamore Shoals and went up to the base of Rome Mountain, went over Rome Mountain, went on towards Spruce Pine, and continue heading on over towards Kings Mountain, at that time Kings Mountain in South Carolina. They met up with several forces from Virginia. They met up with several hundred forces also come up out of South Carolina. And when they got to Kings Mountain, they surrounded uh, the mountain, the base of it in a U shape. Ferguson thought he had the high ground. And so when, uh, in fact, uh, there's a battle cry that went out, it said, uh, Fight like hell and like the devil. And they charged the top of that hill. Ferguson said that they, these backwoods people couldn't take them. In fact, uh, Ferguson himself said, even God can't get me off of this hill. The battle lasted an hour. Guess where Ferguson is to this day? He was partially right. He's still at the top of that hill, pushing up these. And I'm proud to say, you can go online and look, Robert Young, one of my way, way, he's the one that put the uh, bullet in him and dropped him to the ground, but others shot it at the same time. And in fact, the gun that he shot, I was going to bring one down and show you what kind of gun it was. The gun he used is in Nashville in Tennessee Museum, and he named it Sweet Lips. And it's uh, down there in a in the, uh, uh, museum named Sweet Lips. But uh, that's where kind of people we come from. In July 4th, 1776, Madison wrote to his wife and said, from now on, on July the 2nd, everybody in America will celebrate with, with noise and uh, explosives and everything like that. Now, the reason why he said second, that's when Jefferson had actually had written the paper but the Second Continental Congress in Philadelphia had to approve it, and they approved it and passed on on the 4th. So it was finished on the 2nd, but it's passed officially on the 4th. That's why we celebrate it on July 4th. Now, everybody talks about how terrible slaves were treated, and yes, I've read uh, stories that just absolutely amazing. I was reading the other day about how they take a black family and... Uh, sell the husband over here or sell the mother there and the kids. It's just unimaginable, absolutely unimaginable. 
But we think back, and these lily-livered liberals think back about how horrible people were. Now get this. Think about how horrible people were. Now when you read the Declaration of Independence, the second sentence tells us, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, such as pursuit of liberty and freedom and the pursuit of happiness. Now let me explain something to you. When you go back and look at that, we are endowed by our creator. They, they did not say that life began after it was born. They said that life began at creation. You notice that? It doesn't say you have personhood after you're born. We hold these truths to be self-evident. These truths, the natural law he goes on to talk about in the Declaration of Independence. These truths to be self-evident that all men are what? Created equal. Not born equal. Created equal. Even in the womb. And that they have certain unalienable rights that come from God. Natural law. Comes from God. All men know it. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. If you had told our Second Continental Congress that there'd be a day that we would indiscriminately scrape a woman's womb and kill a baby and slice and dice and then use such a device to pull that baby out and rip it apart. How do you think they'd look at the future? They want us to talk about how barbaric they were back then. If they saw what we do today, they would have upchucked. They'd have thought it totally unimaginable. But yet we have these little liberal liberals running around talking about how horrible they were. Now here's something else. Years ago I read a, 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 a I don't know if I read a book or I, there was an interview. Anyway, it was long ago. There was a fella who was one of the first, if not the first, uh, jet fighter pilots. He was a, that was Afro-American. And he wrote a book that was fantastic. Buddy. They shut it down just like that. Because he said that he was thankful for slavery. And boy, that just, I mean, that did not fit into the ideology of the uh, uh, black community that uh, uh, was radical. But here's what his thinking was because he's a born again Christian. He said, Our chiefs, our people sold us to the Dutch, sold us to slavery so they could make money. They sold us. They didn't hit the land and go run people down. They made a deal with the chief to sell their own people. And indeed, they came to the United States, and it was horrible and harsh and terrible. But he said, Romans 8, 28 tells us that all things work together for good to those who love God and who are the call according to his purpose. He said that was bad and terrible. But had it not been that way, me and my family and the opportunities we have would not be standing here today. Many white people came here as, as a result of indentured servanthood. It was terrible. It was bad. Treated just, had no vote. Treated just like the blacks. But they were grateful that they had the opportunity to come here. Now we have all these little delivered liberals and these professors 
trying to deconstruct the United States, try to find everything that was wrong, trying to judge the past by how they live now. But if you judge if the past, judge how we live now, it'd be a whole different story if you see it then. Situations like, by the way, I've preached this numerous times, and it still amazes me. I, I wish I could have an opportunity to speak to the United States just for a minute and show them historically that the Civil War was not based on race. It was not started by race. That came in after the Civil War had started. And ask yourself a simple question. If only 2% of people in the South could own slaves, why do you think thousands of thousands of good old Confederate boys went to fight for some rich cat who owned? That, that defies logic. No, they went to fight because they saw uh, a, an invading North coming down to take away the property and the farms of the South. That's why they did it. And you can check it out historically. Well, people were having the same thing happen today. This Black Lives Matter is a rude. It's not true. There's not got nothing to do with black lives. When this George Floyd was killed, everybody, white, black, Asian, were all upset. It was horrible. Even police were upset by it. So there wasn't any reason to, to try to get our attention to tell us how bad it is. We knew that. But they took opportunity to use that as a tool to try to destroy the United States of America, to rewrite its history, to dare tear down its foundation. Do you want to know why? Because even the leaders of the Black Lives Matter group have said that they were trained as Marxists. If you read the writings of Saul Alinsky that are literally teaching how to overthrow, how to take a government, you'll see that, that one of the main pillars is to cause division among the people. These ignorant young people, and they are historically ignorant. They have no clue to history. They don't, they're too ignorant to realize they're being manipulated and used by communists. Chinese are paying and funding this. The Democratic Party is picking up the tab for all this. In fact, in, in uh, uh, Minneapolis, uh, when they had all this initially starting, People were donating thousands and even millions of dollars. And I can't think of the name of the organization he went to, but it was supposedly because of the Black Lives Matter. You know where that money went? It was funneled back to the Democratic Party. Always been said, follow the money, honey. Follow the money. You have those who are the socialists, proud to be a socialist, who are Marxists, who want to see the overthrow of the United States. Now the reason why I went up there yesterday, and I'm sure most other people went up there, is because right now the police are scared to do anything. They can't sneeze without lawsuits and everything. It's time for we the citizens to stand in the gap. Just like we talked about over here at Sycamore Shoals, these were farmers. These were, and, and it broke my heart when you, if you listen to what I was reading there. They had to leave their wives and children in an area where there was still danger for, the, for Indians. But they realized that freedom from the heavy hand of the monarchy in England was worth fighting and dying for. Think about that. 
Nowadays, I'm ashamed to say we have so many wusses that, uh, well, if it, if it goes to here, by the time some, I tell you what, I've had several, and some of you may get upset with this, and it may prove me wrong. I've had several uh, uh, organizations, if you will, who uh, have contacted me about being, being part of their militia. You know what really ticks me off? All these old pout-belly men sit around and call ourselves part of the militia. I didn't see any militia up there. I didn't see many places. What are they waiting for? If they don't start marching now, if they don't start standing out, if they don't start speaking, by the time they get to it, there won't be anything to stand up for. Now, I'm not advocating going out here and doing violence. Those people, yes, they want to march down the street and holler, Black Lives Matter. I don't care if they, they sung the theme song to Mary Poppins. I don't care what they said. But when they touch, when they touch, Doug stayed right there at those uh, that memorial. When they touch, and there's rumors, I, I can't imagine they really truly entertaining thought, that they were going to set fire to the covered bridge. Oh, that would have been the last thing they did. They'd have been fireworks from July 4th. I'd have been scared to death to light a cigarette near that yesterday. And I don't smoke. I, 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 yeah. My point is this. This nation is, was built on Christian principles. This nation was founded on Christian principles. When you, when you read about the Second Continental Congress, when you read... In fact, read the Declaration of Independence from England. Yep. Talking about these are God-given rights. And then you've got these little liberal uh, professors try to teach our young people that it wasn't founded on Christian principles. Why do you think the first thing that these marches want to do is to destroy churches and to destroy Christianity? Why do you think people are killed and sent to Siberia to the Gulag Archipelago in Russia for being an, an outspoken Christian. Why do you think in China it will cause you to be sent to the prison camps and killed? Because if the ideal of Christianity takes root and takes seed, they'll throw off the totalitarian fascism that wants to rule them as slaves. You see, just like uh, the British we read here said they were coming over here and taking our land. One, we, we talked about that in the, in the Declaration of Independence as we all uh, we quoted here at the first of it. The British believed this was all their land. They believed the houses that these settlers stayed in was their land. If they, they wanted to bivouac and quarter soldiers there, they just came into your house and, and, and just stayed there. In other words, this wasn't yours. And these Marxists are doing the same thing, are desiring, desiring to do the same thing to the United States today. If they have their way, then these Marxists have take over the government. That they, and I'm telling you, if they get into office, they're going to propagate what's called collectivism. You know what that means? That means what you have, you may think is yours, but it's not yours. And the government can come and take and share and give it to whoever they want to. I know yesterday there's, I think one thing that uh, kept uh, the Black Lives Matter people kind of uh, uh, on the meat. I, I, I saw Keith and uh, not Colton, Colin. Colin, sorry, Colin up there, 
and Colin was watching, and Colin gave some of them Black Lives Matter guys the stink eye, and they decided they were going to go home. <laughs> Did you, Colin? Gave him that stink eye, buddy. It's like, whoa, we ain't going to swing work. All it takes for evil to prosper is good men to do nothing. Amen. A lot of people talk a good battle, but when it comes, it comes to it, God's Word tells us in Ezekiel 3 that there's going to come a time when the enemy will attack and will surround. He said, I have called you to be a watchman on the wall. If you see this attack coming, you sound the shofar. Round, uh, I got one up there in my office. It's a, and from from Israel. It's a large ram's horn that they would would uh, blow in to, to to give the signal. If you see the enemy attacking, you sound the shofar, and you have warned the people. But if you see the enemy attacking and surrounding, and you don't sound forth the alarm, if you're not a watchman on the wall, then their blood will be on your hands. If you warn the people and they do nothing, the blood will not be on your hands. Well, people, I'm telling you, and if you've got eyes to see and ears to hear, that the enemy is trying to take away what people, thousands and thousands of people have bled and died for. Read some of the, go back and read some of the, the heroism that was done in World War II, in the Korean War, in Vietnam. People who, who willingly sacrificed, knowing they were going to die, knowing they'd never get back home. Because they believed in this country. They believed in life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and wanted to, to fight against those who dared to try to take it away. Well, you may not see right now tanks rolling down your street from the enemy. But an ideology as dangerous as these Marxists are doing and using and getting uninformed and ignorant liberals to follow suit. It's just as much a threat as if the tanks were rolling down the streets. We are a Christian nation. God's word tells us that any nation, any, any people, in fact, this is in Psalm 33, 12, any people who has God as their Lord is a blessed nation. That's how it was given to us. Now, if we sit back and do nothing and say nothing, we don't get, get out and, and vote against this socialism and Marxism when the time comes to vote. If we sit back and let people steal uh, the vote, let me tell you something. All this about we want to do nothing but have write-in votes because of the virus, you might as well just throw your hands up and go home if you agree with that. You know, somebody's going to be filling in your vote for you no matter what it is. We, but we need to stand, people. God's Word tells us, Ephesians 6, stand. And when you've done all, stand. I'm an old man. Drop dead gorgeous, but an old man. <laughs> hey, you believe what you want to, it gets me through the night. But I've got five grandchildren. And how, how old is Caitlin? She's the youngest. Should be said. It wasn't two years ago that things that are going on in the United States and right now was unimaginable. Unimaginable. So by the time my youngest grandchild gets to be 18, 
And we allow this crap to go on. It scares daylights out of me to think what kind of world they're going to have. God's word says to men, any man that doesn't take care of his family is worse than an infidel. God has blessed us with this wonderful land and the freedoms that's based on the Bible. And too many people are just watching you thinking, I hope not. I hope not. Hope not's rear. We better make our voice heard. We need to stand up. We need to let these little delivered politicians realize we're not taking this stuff. There's what's called the silent majority. They need to stop being silent and let their voice be heard. Amen. You may leave here today and say, that wasn't a sermon. That was a history lesson. You call it what you want. But I know that God's word tells me that if I see the enemy coming and I don't sound the horn, their blood will be on my hands. Just like Samuel Doak stood right over here at Sycamore Shoals and preached that. Do you realize that during the, right prior to the Revolutionary War, they had what's called the Black Guard? It had nothing to do with race. You know who the Black Guard was? They were outlawed. There was rewards to be put on them. They were the preachers, the ministers, who were letting the people know and realize what taxation without representation, that the, letting people know that they, you don't own your house, all your struggles and everything is to naught if they want to. It is a black guard that warned the people in their churches and they became outlaws because of it. And now we got all these liberal preachers who don't want to preach the word. I've had preachers literally tell me, I'd love to say some of the things you say in church, but uh, I'd be scared. Of what happened? They fire you. Then go down the street and start a church where people want to hear the truth. You see, the truth is becoming more and more a rarity. The preaching of God's word from Genesis to Revelation is becoming more and more a rarity. You do what you want. You do what you want. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's stand here, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your holy presence. Thank you for this day. Thank you for blessing us. Father, I, I believe anybody who is blessed to be born in the United States has won the greatest lottery and contest and be won. This is a shining city is set on a hill that the rest of the world would give anything to be part of. But we can really, we can lose it if we stand by and watch the enemy, enemy of the children of God, enemy of the church, enemy of the state, if we stand by and watch them take it. Father, empower us, keep us strong, and guide us in all things for your glory. Father, I pray if anyone here this morning doesn't know you as the Lord and the Savior of their life, that they will pray this prayer I'm about to pray. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I receive you as my Lord and my God and my personal Savior. Holy Spirit, please fill me to overflowing and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, Jenny's playing this invitation. Please come to the front of the church while she's playing this.
believe it, that thy blood was shed for me. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the Word of God. I love that He is going to prepare a place for us that where He is, we may be also. I love and am proud to be a child of God, a Christian. I love and I'm proud of the United States of America. And I'm not ashamed of it. Paul said, For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto, the, unto him against this day. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the power of God and salvation to the Jew first and to the Gentile. Appreciate you all being here this morning on 4th of July weekend. Uh, Matt will have his Bible study online at 6 o'clock. And hope you all have a safe and wonderful remainder of your weekend. I know some people's off tomorrow too. I know some people's off all the time. But anyway. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lynn. We have an anointing. And so I need the deacons and elders to come to the front, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your presence. We thank you for this day and this time together. Please keep us now in our going out and coming in and bring us back safely at the point of time. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.